It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. Joining me today, as always, is Scott Bogman. And, of course, it's you. And today, we're going to start looking ahead already to 2022 NFL. We'll do a quick little recap of the Super Bowl, because Bogman and I really haven't touched too much base with that since it's gone on. But we're going to look at the early odds on AFC, NFC champions, and also the Super Bowl, plus just a tad bit of draft stuff as well, because... If there's NFL draft to be had, there's nobody better to talk about it than our own Scott Bogman. But I want to remind everybody, make sure you subscribe to Betting Pros wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget about the Daily Juice, too. Every single day, Matthew Peralt is out there breaking his back, bringing you information on every single sport and creation at bettingpros.com slash daily juice. And you can be in on that action as well. And Scott Bogman, I, I know as a Steelers fan, you probably had a... A nice amount of joy watching the Bengals fall short, but mm. you know, the Rams won. I was off by a point on my score. I said 24 to 20, one little extra point. That's what I was really missing at the end of the day, which had it gone my way, it would have been spot on. But it feels exactly like the show that we did uh, last week, right? Where we said, hey, it's probably going to be the Bengals covering. It's probably going to be the Rams winning. And wouldn't you know it? That's what it was. Yeah, look, as long as the Rams win, right? That That's what I was all about. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, but don't worry, Bengals fans. Dan Marino got back. Oh, man. Uh, it, it's okay. Uh, don't worry. Jim Kelly was. Oh, all right. Well, you guys are still, uh, I mean, six Super Bowls short of the Patriots. Is that correct, Joe? Is, is yes. It six Super Bowls. Yes. And in six Super Bowls yes, short of my team also. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, just uh, make it short. Still zero. You got your wins. First wins in 30 years. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, th- this is like my first braggy thing I've done about that. But I look, the Bengals are great. You, you can tell all of that, like uh, unhappiness just came out at one time from the Steeler season. Yeah. Wow. That was that was a lot there to take in. Look, I, I've there's some great Bengals fans, uh, some, you know, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I've been been hearing it for the last month. So it was nice to see them lose. So uh, but Aaron Donald, Sean McVay, I don't know. What is all this retirement talk about both those guys like Donald more than McVay? Like McVay, bro, you're 36. What are you going to go do? Like, what, what is he going to do for the next? Oh, I know what he's going to do. Well, television is a lot easier. Yeah, it is way easier, but I mean, that's not going to fuel that fire. I mean, I think you got to stay till you're at least 45 or something. You know, I mean, it's a stressful job. I get that. It can take years off you, but you're going to retire at 36 or whatever. I know dude's younger than both of us. So uh, that's just a little crazy. Aaron Donald. I, I don't get, know, dude, if I could retire at 36, I might do it. <laughs> I don't know if he's made I enough money yet. I understand that, but, <laughs> but I mean, you're going to get bored even if you're on TV. That's why Urban Meyer left from Urban Meyer. And look. He's trash now, and, and everyone thinks he's not a great person either because of you know of what he presented obvious to, reasons to, yeah. to the to the world the last year, right? But he was killing it at Fox. Everybody liked, you know, said he was doing a great job. He prepared for that job like he did as a coach, and it was great. Then he went back to coach because that that fire is still there, and he had health issues, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple years prior, so and he wanted to go back. So I just can't imagine that McVeigh wins the Super Bowl and goes, I have nothing more to prove. I'm done. Yeah. Go, go and win a bunch of Super Bowls, put yourself in the hall of fame like Bill Belichick and, you know, and then go do TV. You're still going to have plenty of time. The guy can coach for 15 more years and then have a whole career of, 
uh, you know, TV stuff. So that was just uh, that stuff shocked me a little bit. I just when you say Urban Meyer prepared the way he did, like, in other words, he would go around and kick the boom guy and the camera right. guy, too, on yeah. his way to the set. Is that, mm-hmm. is that hit the up, preparation? Hit up the chilies across the street the night before, <laughs> uh, you know, all, two all for one stuff. margaritas, baby. Woo. Mm-hmm. The Presidente. All <laughs> right. Let's uh, <laughs> any other takeaways from the Super Bowl? I mean, it, it, it kind of did play out exactly as I said, we talked about it that at the end of the day. It's the offensive line of the Bengals. It was going to be the yeah. problem and the coverage of Eli Apple. And guess what? Those are the two things. That really Those were the game. two things. It was just too obvious, man. It's just too mm-hmm. obvious for uh, the, the Bengals. And there's a lot of teams with offensive line. I mean, the Rams didn't do a great job of keeping Stafford upright. You know, they, both those quarterbacks got hurt in that game. Not bad enough to leave the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, so there are obvious things that need to be fixed on both sides. But yeah, I mean, the Bengals are going to spend some money in free agency. The first they got a franchise, Jesse Bates. Uh, I know they're working on extension right now uh so that might get done before this airs even but um they got to get jesse bates back in the fold they got to improve the offensive line they got to keep the core pieces that's what the Bengals got to do to try to win the north again and get back but it's going to be gonna be a tough road cleveland's going to be better the ravens are going to be healthy uh you know steelers are going to have uh you know someone new at quarterback may not be better than roethlisberger but roethlisberger was in the lower third of the year to be nice to roethlisberger uh in terms of quarterbacks last season so you know the road just gets harder you know, that's every single year. You know that better than anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's put the uh, the 2021 season in the past now. Super Bowl's done. And already, of course, because we're degenerates and we love this, we can't get enough of it. The odds are up already. And of course, if you want to see the consensus odds, you can always go to bettingpros.com and check that out. Uh, but right now, if you're looking around most of the betting houses right now, we'll just start with the AFC conference right now. The Bills are at plus 350 over on the FanDuel side. Uh, Kansas City is at 380. They are the prohibitive favorites. Most books have them as basically this three and a half to four to one. So obviously no big surprise there. So I'll ask you this, Boggs, of these two favorites, before we start to get into some of the other teams here, do you have a lean between the two of these if you wanted to get in early? Will this be Josh Allen's year finally, or will Patrick Mahomes kind of get back there after, you know, obviously struggling up and down this year. And, and it's funny, both these guys might be replacing their offensive coordinator. We know Josh Allen is right um, right in Buffalo because Brian Debel went and took the head coaching job uh, for the Giants. And now there's talk about maybe a rift between Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, mm-hmm. So Bieniemy might uh, go ahead and leave that Kansas City situation. I think you have to take the experience here, plus a little bit longer odds, plus 380 versus plus 350 on Kansas City. Kansas City has been the AFC Championship four years straight. Um, I think a fifth year would not be surprising at all. So, uh, yeah, I, I would take Kansas City between both those teams. I'll take the other side, actually. I'm going to go on the Buffalo side of this one. I think Buffalo recognizes that they can't keep playing that big game in Kansas City. I think if Buffalo can get this conference championship game, you know, in their building, I really think the Buffalo Bills can go ahead out there and actually make it to the Super Bowl. I really do. And I'm looking at the rest of the AFC and some of the the turnover we're going to talk about in a second on some of these teams. Yeah, the Bengals look good. Yeah, I think the Chargers are going to be probably around there sniffing around. Sure, Lamar Jackson can get healthy and get right. All of a sudden, the Ravens are back in this. But to me, the Buffalo Bills are that team. If I'm going to go in early, they're the favorites for a reason. The favorites don't always get there, as we know. But still, that's where I'm going to go. And interesting news on the enemy, too. That is interesting to see if there's any change there. You know what they always say, Bogman? The the enemy of my the enemy is my friend. That's an old oh, saying. It goes man. way back. 
There you go. Dad joke central. With the puns already. Thanks, Joe. Already. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals are. <laughs> First dad joke of the new season. Fresh start. Same old dad joke. Cincinnati Bengals 10 to 1 here. Same for the Baltimore Ravens. And then the Chargers at 13 to 1. Surprisingly, the Colts uh, early going are 13 to 1 as they're trying to ship off their quarterback. You got the Browns, the Broncos, the Titans all at 13 to 1 early as well. This is kind of that mid tier group. So uh, for me, the Chargers feel like a team that I feel like the way Herbert's played, when you have that transcendent quarterback, anything's possible. At 13 to 1, I think there's some intrigue there. But I know you and I also see eye to eye on Lamar Jackson and him potentially having one more gear in him. And this being not a make or break season, but potentially a very important one where it's time for him as a passer at the NFL level to kind of step it up. If so, what do you think of the 10 to one on the Ravens and the 13 to one on the chargers? I'm a little upset that the Ravens are 10 to one because I thought with the bad finish and all that stuff, they were going to be much longer odds and you know, bookmakers know what they're doing. They know that, you know, the Ravens had over 20 guys on season ending IR at the end of the season. And uh, they're going to get better just by staying still. You know, by getting J.K. Dobbins back, by getting Gus Edwards back on offense, by getting uh, Ronnie Stanley back, uh, getting uh, Marlon Humphrey back and, and the other pieces on this defense. Plus, you know, Ravens barely miss on their draft picks. Right. Uh, mm. They they, right. Uh, they they tend to make uh, very, very good draft picks. So I, I think that th- that's about where I would put them. So uh, do I want to bet that number? Probably not. I think, like you said, the most interesting one here is the Chargers at plus 1,300 and maybe Denver at plus 1,300 just because if they do get Rodgers, which I don't think he should do, and you and I have talked about this a couple times, you know, you go from the NFC where you're competing against the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings for that division versus you would come in and, and play against Mahomes. You play against Herbert. You play against the Raiders who just made the playoffs. I'll take it a step further. Boggs, you're also competing against uh, a Buffalo. dreadful East in the NFC, right? I mean, I'm saying if you're Rodgers. Oh, on like the, the other N- side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Breeze is gone. Brady's gone. I mean, Aaron I don't Donald know why. leaves L.A., the, the Rams defense obviously takes an enormous True. hit. So, yeah, I mean, the path to the Super Bowl is much, much easier in the NFC than it is the AFC right now. So I don't see why he would do that. But look, you know, Aaron Rodgers gave up on his own family. So it it would not be that shocking if he went to Denver. I mean, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. I would say it's less likely. They're probably going to try to, you know, as the kids would say, Joe, run it back. So will the will Aaron Rodgers marry the next girlfriend if he wins the Super Bowl? I just. I'm not sure. Every no idea. every year he misses the Super Bowl and he breaks up with the girlfriend. I don't know if this is a trend. He's just trying to find the right combination. They're all bad luck, I right? Yeah. I guess. I guess. All right. Let's talk long shots here. The Patriots plus sixteen hundred. The Las Vegas Raiders plus twenty five hundred, which I find kind of an interesting one too. Uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers thirty three to one right now. That's where they're at. Uh, any love for any long shots in the AFC potentially? Well, I don't think the Steelers should ever be 33 to one with Mike Tomlin uh, because he never had a losing season. So their chances of making the playoffs are pretty good. Going to be one of the worst rosters they've had in the Mike Tomlin era. I understand that. So they're probably not going to win it. So but I don't mind. Like you said, 33 to one, make a small bet, a unit, unit and a half, something like that. Um, uh, Raiders, 
too much new going on. I don't like that. I That's think fair. if you're going to pick one of these teams, and I feel like this is the way you set it up, Joe, it's probably the Patriots. You strong defense, second-year quarterback, and Mac Jones. They're probably going to add some playmakers through the draft and free agency for him as well. Uh, even though they are up against the cap a little bit, Jacoby Myers may be gone, but there are so many good wide receivers in this draft, mm-hmm. uh, and you have so few needs on this team. I know the Patriots don't Linebacker, like drafting. That's a big one. They don't like drafting those first round whiteouts. But if Devin Lloyd and um, if if Devin Lloyd and um, why can't I remember the other linebacker Jameson right now? Williams it, would be it, the other guy, too, if he falls well, to them. Oh, Jamison Williams would be a great addition. Obviously, Torres in the national championship may or may not be ready for the beginning of the season. But yeah, I mean, look, it, it, I think that the Patriots always kind of have to be in there because of the hoodie. He's a good coach, you know, right. and um, they're not they just need a little more juice on offense, I feel like, uh, to make themselves contenders in the AFC. You think Nicobe Dean would fall to them potentially? Too? That's because I really think Dean. they need to. Yeah. Nicobe yeah. Dean and Devin Lloyd are your two first round linebackers. So yeah, yeah one of those two that's guys the guy that I would like to see them get. I, I would love to see him get like Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave or, or a, a wide receiver that is just going to get open for Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, you invested in Mac Jones. He's your guy. He had a great year, rookie of the year, all that stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean, let's, uh, or no, he was a rookie. Jamar Chase was rookie of the year, but no, Jamar yeah, Chase I, was, I, but... I mean, um, you know, runner up, great pick in Mac Jones and uh, they just need to surround him with weapons. Agreed. They need to surround Brady too. That was what he was complaining about. They tried with Antonio Brown did not work. Uh, let's go and talk about the NFC right now. The Rams, of course, you run it back as the kids like mm-hmm. to say, uh, plus four fifty. the Packers plus 600. I actually love this Packer number right now. To me, I would jump on this one because as soon as Rogers gives you a definitive answer here, and it seems like it's going in this direction, I think that number is going to go to three to one Boggs. I really do. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys are at six to one. Then you got the 49ers at plus six fifty. the Cardinals at plus 12, the Buccaneers at plus 13. I got to be honest with you, full transparency. I do not love this NFC board at all. And this is the time to get in on the Packers. And you know me, I love Aaron Rodgers so much. So if I'm telling you, this is the time to get in on it plus 600, I would get on it right now because when he comes back and Adams comes back, this goes to, I don't know, three to one, probably, if not two and a half, depending on if the the Rams have some weird offseason things happen. What do you think of this NFC board and the way it looks? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, like you said, it's not as appealing as some of those teams in the AFC, but it also makes it easier to get there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm with you in the Green Bay plus 600. I, I'll say this, though. I think my favorite one here might be just taking a long shot on Tampa Bay. I know Tom Brady has, you know, retired. I'm not 100% convinced that that is a lock, right? I think he's probably going to be retired, but I know they're doing everything they possibly can to get him back. Uh, But I think once he said it, it's pretty much done. But that doesn't mean that they can't do the same thing they did with Brady with somebody else. Why not go get Aaron Rodgers? Try to go get Aaron Rodgers. Try to get Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I mean, try to work something else out because the core of this team is there and intact. So um, I definitely think maybe taking a shot on Tampa Bay could be good. Not looking great with Kyle Trask as the quarterback right now. I'll say that, although I do like Kyle Trask more than most people. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they get Rodgers or Russell Wilson, and it's going to do the same thing that you just said uh, about Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay. Uh, it, the 6-1 to one, uh, for um, Green Bay turned into 3-1. to one. This 13 would probably turn into 6 for Tampa Bay if they got Russell Wilson or Rodgers or somebody. All right, let's look ahead at the Super Bowl 
uh, outright betting right now that you can do on the 2023 Super Bowl. Uh, Buffalo Bills, 7-1 to one odds right now. The Chiefs at 750. You got the Rams at plus 12. The Packers at plus 13. I keep going back to the Packers box because I feel like the path is there. And not even just the quarterbacks, too. But also, I mean, you're taking away coaches let you think about it too you have new coaches coming in but also guys like sean payton not there anymore you always think you know sean payton's a great football coach there's so much turnover in the nfc i would be looking to bet the rams at 12 to 1 to get back or the packers at 13 to 1 to get back because you're getting double the amount of odds and i feel like the path back there is relatively easy i mean can we count on the cowboys can we count on a second year quarterback and trey lance really being transcendent it's possible but it's kind of a tough sell i would not bet on the Bengals to make it back there at 20 to 1 i know it's very intriguing but teams that lose the super bowl typically do not make it back the next year just go look at the track record it's guys named wilson and brady outside of that in the last 20 years it does not happen so that's kind of where I'm going. The long shots like the Chargers at plus 2,400. That one I'm kind of intrigued by. The Ravens at 20 to 1. But Boggs, to me, the best bet on the board are those two favorites in the NFC because you're getting 12 and 13 to 1, respectively. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think the Rams are probably my favorite one here at 12 to 1, right? Um, I don't mind Kansas City at 7.5 to 1, uh, by the way. You know, the, the experience. You have Patrick Mahomes, you have a chance, right? Uh, one that we mm-hmm. didn't mention uh, in, in the AFC, and I, I should have mentioned it because it's the exact same scenario, I feel like, as Tampa Bay is Tennessee. There's been a little bit of Rodgers maybe mm-hmm. to Tennessee kicked around. And if he does go to Tennessee, while the AFC is tough, you're now you're in the AFC South with Houston, Indy, who just missed the playoffs, and Jacksonville has the number one overall pick. So if that was a real landing spot for a Wilson or a Rodgers, I think that's a great spot too. Good offensive line, uh, great running game. Derek Henry, obviously you have weapons and Julio and AJ Brown, plus that great defense, probably going to lose Harold Landry. But um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that that that's a good possibility and they're 24 to one here. So that that's not bad either, but my favorite one, you know, if you're putting real actual money today is just uh, McVay's coming back. Aaron Donald ain't going to retire yet go with the Rams. Again. I don't think, I don't think he retires either. All right. So enough of the futures. Let's talk about the future players in the NFL. Let's start here with the odds right now. The number one draft pick overall, Aiden Hutchinson at the top of the board here, plus plus one fifty. We know that Jacksonville has this pick Evan Neal at two to one plus 200 right now. These are the odds on FanDuel. again for the consensus. You could check out uh, what's going on at bettingpros.com and BetMGM. Obviously he's going to have odds for these as well. So make sure you go check them out at BetMGM. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau at six to one. And then after that, I don't really think it's realistic to be honest with you, but I keep coming back to Evan Neal at two to one is a really intriguing wager right now. As we get further into this process, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like you made the investment in Lawrence. It would make sense to make the investment in Neal. It's almost a no brainer as transcendent as defensive players as Hutchinson and Thibodeau might be. I think you got to continue to build on the line and protect your quarterback investment. But Boggs, maybe you have a different way of looking at this board. I don't. Uh, my uh, my two mocks that I've done for Fantasy Pros so far have both had Evan Neal as the number one overall pick. And I don't uh, look Aiden Hutchinson, I think is the best player. So if That's the fair. Jaguars are just going to sit there and go, look, we know we got to protect the blind side. They also have a boatload of money to spend. So they could bring back Cam Robinson and have him play left tackle. I believe he played, uh, you know, some, something like 90 something percent of the snaps last season at left tackle for them. Graded out 
just okay. He he played 80%, excuse me. They're also lo- losing their left guard, Andrew Norwell. Uh, I mean, but they could re-sign both those guys without issue and then just say, look, we're going to take BPA. That's Aiden Hutchinson, and let's go. I've also seen Ike McConnell. Uh, Conwell, the NC State tackle, uh, mocked a couple times that number one overall pick, and he's sitting at uh, what do you say it was eight to one? Eight to uh, one right now, yeah, plus eight hundred. I don't think he's a bad option either. And you know, Jacksonville, it, it's not going to be a one-year process. Doug Peterson's not going to come in and make this team a playoff contender. I don't think in year one. So maybe they trade back. Maybe there's a team that's obsessed with Kenny Pickett. Maybe there's a team that's obsessed with Aiden Hutchinson. You know, uh, maybe they trade back. And at that point, it would be like, who knows who the number one pick is going to be. So we're early in the process, but I think uh, Hutchinson and Neil are your safe bets. The only other one I would take right now is probably a Quan, a Conwu. But if you wanted to lay money on the quarterbacks, fine. But I think from the senior bowl and shrine bowl process, we just kind of found out, you know, We said uh, the word I kept saying was unsettled because I think there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this class, but there's not that franchise. There's no Joe Burrow in this class. So uh, it's a guy that's going to come in and probably need to sit for at least half the year before he takes over. I think Malik Willis needs to sit a year. Um, You know, I think Matt Corral could, uh, could probably need to sit unless he, I mocked him to new Orleans. I think halfway through the year, he should be starting him over Taysom Hill, but you know, um, I, I think that, um, this quarterback class is one of the very few where there's just not a lock to go in the top five picks, which is surprising for quarterbacks. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk about the first quarterback selected. You could bet this actually over on the FanDuel side as well. Kenny Pickett plus 120, Malik Willis at uh, plus 150, Sam Howell at six to one, then Matt Corral at 10 to one, Desmond Ritter at 40 to one, and then Carson Strong at 80 to one. So we'll let those guys go. Do you have a lean so far? Will Pickett or Willis go first? I mean, my favorite is is Willis. I, I think Willis mm-hmm. offers the most upside. He also offers a giant floor. Uh, Kenny Pickett is your safer QB option. So this is kind of, you know, like we uh, picking last year between Trey Lance and Mac Jones. I think Kenny Pickett's going to mm-hmm. come in and stabilize a franchise. Malik Willis can come in and potentially have all kinds of upside, but are we going to see it this year? Um, doesn't matter for this exercise, of course. Uh, but I think right now your safe option is Kenny Pickett. And I mean, one of the, the very few words out of, um, you know, outside of just how these guys uh, kind of separated themselves during the Shrine Bowl and Senior Bowl process, it was clearly Pickett and Willis that stood out above all the rest. Um, but uh, Matt Corral obviously didn't participate. He just had ankle surgery uh, after right. the bowl game. And I I read, I can't remember who the source was, so I apologize. I think it might have been Matt Miller. Uh, but he said he was talking to a scout, and he said the guy that had the best week here was Matt Corral because he wasn't here. So, uh, which <laughs> is kind of, it? it's a little damning to this class. And, you know, mm-hmm. so Matt Corral, uh, I think if you're not taking those other two, I'm, there's no way I'm taking how. Uh, mm-hmm. it, Ritter is just such an outside shot. So it would be, it would no, be Corral at 10 to one. Corral is a long shot, 10 to one. And you think the, the safer picket as the picket, favorite so far as the, way to the go? safer one. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you're not getting much better odds. Well, I feel Willis. like the best quarterback that we always like is never the one that gets taken first. You and I historically have agreed on this and it, and the order of the quarterbacks we like ends yeah. up being the order in which they are good in the NFL, but not always typically the order in which they are selected in the NFL draft right, from doing right. shows with you over the years. That's what I've learned. 
Yeah, yeah, we're both big on Lamar. Although I was still, I was Josh Rosen in that class, and I look, you were, but I was Josh Allen in that class, if you remember too, and everyone thought oh, I was nuts. Well, yeah, well, that was the class where everyone was like, "Well, these three guys will be good, and these two guys weren't." I'm like, I think all of them could be pretty good, right? Uh, and uh, right. especially Josh Allen. I mean, I my couple of my dynasty leagues, I have Josh Allen rostered because. I believed in him and he was going just late. You know, everyone's taking mm-hmm. Lamar and all those other guys. So, but in, anyway, I digress. It, it's, it's Malik Willis is my favorite, but Kenny Pickett's the safest to go first. Odds aren't long enough for me to bet that if I'm betting anybody right now, it's Matt Corral 10 to one. I like that. I like where that is. Maybe just the projectability of Matt Corral being the better investment on the board, but I'm with you about Evan Neal two to one money's pretty good right now. I think I would lock yeah. that in. So lock in the Evan Neal, Lock in the Packers over at 13 to one right now. Those are some good odds right now. And six to one, double down on that bad boy. Six to one to win the NFC. And then you might as well go, go all the way and drop another nugget on there for the Super Bowl while you're at it and get ahead of the game because you and I both know that number's going to change as soon as you get some sort of answer with Aaron Rodgers. And if it's wrong, it's wrong, but you can always double down on it if it's right at the end of the day. So don't forget about that. And don't forget too, to subscribe to the Daily Juice podcast and Betting Pros wherever you get your podcast and don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel as well at betting pros youtube.com slash betting pros where we have all of our podcasts on there the daily juices on there every day we're gonna have some amazing videos come baseball season so a lot going on here on the betting side so make sure at betting pros you are locked and loaded with us for the journey in 2022 it's going to be a fun nfl season fun off season for sure to watch and the draft, everything we're going to cover for you here. So that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Scott Bogman, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. (laughs) 